Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Carl McDuff, and tonight we are in for a bit of a different episode on the back of Rangers' exit of the Europa League for the 2019-2020 campaign. Myself and a couple of others are going to be reviewing the campaign in full each game on what most of us will agree was a, a fairly enjoyable campaign. First of all, joining us is... Craig McAdam passing a late fitness test to join the pod tonight. I didn't want to miss this one. And as ever, next to me, Scott Hodge. Well, Colin, I'm raging because I had it all lined up. It was going to be instead of the Gallant Few, the Gallant Two. So, not best pleasing, not a good start, Colin. I can't believe you've just said that on the podcast. You've wasted a good joke. No. Hetty fuck, Craig. So, we've got to have a rundown game by game starting the qualifiers and going right through to the Leverkusen game. So much to cover. Uh, started all started in Gibraltar and three hundred and ninety five days later it ended in Leverkusen. Scott, do you look back in this fondly, this campaign? Ah, amazing. Absolutely fantastic. Our best run obviously since since Manchester in two thousand and eight. But I was doing my, my research today just dropping that in there, Colin, just in case I get kicked off the pod. Best uh, best research on the Gallant Few, you know. Um, so watching the highlights and a bit, again, a bit like yourself, getting a bit emotional, just all the, all the good times. So many good memories um, there as well. So just a fantastic campaign and look look back with a lot of pride. But I, t- I tell you something, like looking back, the amount of nearly moments we had was, was crazy. And I mean that in terms of like mistakes that we made and uh, sort of leading to goals and world class saves from the from the keeper from the opposition keeper and like penalty shouts that we had as well. There was so many moments that you know I mean like I know in a, I know in a competition that there's there's times where you know they balance themselves out and things like that, but we had so many penalty shouts and if we didn't qualify, you know it could have been a what if, but Obviously, you know, you, you, you hope that you get half of the decisions right, the referees, but 
you know, a fantastic campaign. They definitely kept us in their toes for, for every game. And I think that's probably probably a really good point as to, as to why we're doing this episode. This year, the football's got to come so thick and fast. You won't even get a chance to remember the last game, never mind last season. And there were so many crazy moments. So times Ibrox was the, the wildest I've ever seen it. And even, even guys like Alan McGregor, Typically, goalkeepers tend to go under the radar if you look back five, ten years uh, previous because, you know, the, it's, you just see the clean sheets, but you don't really see the big saves, and McGregor had so many. Craig, we're going to touch on the Leverkusen game further into this episode and on the on the flagship shows this week, but tell me, are you surprised that we've been knocked out off of a top-quality German side? Nah, not at all. Um... I didn't think we were that good last night. Uh, we kept our shape okay, but on the ball, I didn't think we really done anything. Um, we, we've been to tough away games. We've been to Porto and Feyenoord, and we've gone and attacked them and put up a really good fight against them and outplayed them at times. But last night, I thought we were... There's a wee bit of a, an excuse, I think, because it was a, an odd situation, wasn't it? It was almost more of a friendly feel to it. Probably just more to do with the result of the first leg. Um, but I... I thought we we put up a wee bit of a fight, but we didn't do much on the ball. Um, but I think it's worth pointing out how good Bayern Leverkusen were. They were excellent. Uh, you look at Havertz, who's probably going to Chelsea for seventy million. Um, the boy that scored the goal, um, just forgot his name. Who yeah, scored for Diaby? Diaby, that's it. Yeah, he's getting linked for going to um, Dortmund if Sancho's to leave. So that shows his talent he's got. Uh, the boy they had playing centre-back I thought was brilliant. They bought him for £18 million and he's only 21. So they were a really good side, so there's no getting away from that. Um, but aye, we could have done better um, than, than we done last night, I think. Yeah, uh, the ultimate compliment I would give all three of the players you mentioned, I would take them as Rangers. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I think it was kind of encouraging to hear uh, how Gerard spoke about it, that we've found the level we need to reach now. Um and the reason I really liked that, liked that comment because all throughout this campaign, it was spoken about Rangers were punching above their weight. But we're going to go into any detail as to why we were maybe, maybe are at that level. And we need to be looking to step up to Leverkusen's level. So without further ado, Scott, take us to the Rock of Gibraltar and kick us off there. Aye, so we're all buzzing obviously to get a bit of competitive football back then. So it's always a uh, sense of a. So, uh, sense of excitement there. Uh, the the pitch, remember that? It looked like looked like a bloody sevens pitch that you you go and play. You know, like just the typical Tory Glen sort of pitch. Not much better. I don't that. know if we can get sued for this, but it looked like the old Stonewall High School pitch, <laughs> where it was a kind of it was it looked like green carpet frozen over with sand on top of it. Aye, aye. So I, I, I'll run through the team for this one. So we had um, we had uh, McGregor. Tav, Goldson, Katic, Bonabarisic, Stephen Davis, Ryan Jack, Glenn Kamara, Jermaine Defoe, Jordan Jones and Ojo. We also had Aribo, Morelos and Stuart come off the, the bench. Uh, competitive debuts for Jones, Ojo and Aribo and uh, also Greg Stewart. Um, so we had goals, a 4-0 victory. Uh, it was from goals from Jack, Ojo, uh, Goldson. 
I don't know if that's one's been cleared up yet. I think uh, Barisic might still be trying to claim that one. For the sake of pissing off Ian, we'll say Golson. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but not least, Alfredo Morelos. So I think we can all agree it was it was very much like a, like a training game. Uh, allowed us to test out a few players, uh, you know, get the result done. Let us to try out a few players in the home leg. I think we can... When Steven Gerrard's going about in track suits, you can tell it's pretty much a friendly game. And he's not wearing this suit, so <laughs> uh, so yeah. I think uh, it was now now in the first half. I think we were all a bit, bit concerned and what's going on. But um, in that game, uh, especially, <laughs> Ojo looked really good. He took his goal well. He scored the second goal. Jack was a nice goal as well. I think it came from the left, and it was a, a sort of mishit volley into the into the back of the net. But you'll take that to to get the goals flowing. Barisic again, we've seen him hit free kicks. You know that was a, a fantastic free kick for for Goldson to to tap in. And Morelos, I think that you know an early goal, it kicked him on to have a good season. He obviously scored so many goals last season. I think just that goal, you know despite it being a Diddy team, made them kick on. I think it's important for a striker to get off the mark early. So, job done. We can treat the next one, be a bit more relaxed, try out players. But, um, yeah, it was a uh, job done with a 4-0 victory. Craig, I thought Jones and Ojo looked fucking excellent in this tie. Would you, do you remember that far back? <laughs> to be fair, Colin, you could have, could have probably looked brilliant in that time. <laughs> I remember that game... Uh... Because it was an early kickoff, so I remember leaving work and rushing away over. I watched the game in the Kirky Rangers club. I remember rushing over to get there, and the first, probably the first 50 minutes was absolute shite. Um, just giving me flashbacks to getting pumped off uh, progress a couple of years ago. I was thinking, oh no, it's going to happen again. Uh, I think you're a bit harsh on Jack there, saying it was a miss hit. I thought it was a wonderfully placed volley. So, Fuck. Um, <laughs> Did not have it in the ground or something? <laughs> no, it's just opened his foot up. It was a decent strike. Um, that seems that feels about four years ago. I can't believe we just finished the tournament yesterday. Um, but I, I think it's yeah, probably like about hundred and ninety-six days ago. There you go. <laughs> and it feels every one of them. Um, but I, I think it'll be a wee theme of the qualifiers talking about players like Ojo and. We actually got our hopes up, scored a few goals, looked sharp, got a few assists, um, and then we all know how it turned out. Um, but uh, over the next uh, couple of qualifiers, we discuss. I think Ojo's name will be appearing quite a few times. Definitely, definitely. Uh, well, without further ado, we'll, we'll move on to, to the home tie. So it was a 6 0 victory. So, as I said, a few of the, the fringe and, and younger players getting a getting a chance, so we had uh, Fotheringham and goals, Matt Polster, Connor Goldson, Edmondson, Andy Halliday, Greg Doherty, Joe Rebo, Glenn Kamara, Greg Stewart, Jake Hastie and Morelos starting, subs that came on, uh, Scott Arfield, Jermaine Defoe and Josh McPake. So the goal scorers, Morelos hat-trick, Defoe got two and Aribo scored as well. So... Again, looking back, we played some pleasing stuff and it was nice to get a, a look at some players. Um, Edmondson was his first game, Aribo's first start, um, obviously in a competitive manner. Um, it was good to see, as I say, Alfie getting a hat-trick. So, again, that's how his confidence has obviously carried him through. 
and you know Josh McPake getting a wee chance from from the bench as well. So team was looking to gel, but as I say, probably better playing our under 15 squad than than that mob to be honest. <laughs> that this is what's kind of frustrating. That I mean I don't want to sound Billy Big Boys here and we are Rangers and fucking we're bigger than Real Madrid. Well, we are bigger than Real Madrid, but. It's so frustrating having to start our season like six weeks after the last one kicks off and then we're playing, you know, teams like St. Joseph's and, you know, that's, I'm so glad we've got, as of next season, we've got a second crack at the Champions League there'll be two Scottish teams in the Champions League. This just really sums up uh, how, how the rest of the world view the Scottish game that we're up against teams like this. No, absolutely, and it's... It's it's great. Like it's a complete waste of time. They're not challenging us. You know the whole thing about pre-season friendlies is you want to get some good opposition, some similar opposition to yourself. You don't want to play these games. They're just yeah. completely pointless. Yeah. They're, they're a fitness run out, really. Yeah. Also, there's a few exceptions to the rule, um, like the year before, but uh, not two years before. But no, for the most part, you know, I find that this tie a ten or aggregate win was every bit what I expected but we spoke about the first half in Gibraltar I thought I mentioned again I thought for 50 minutes onwards in the first half and then the full 90 minutes in the second leg Rangers looked really sharp and it was really good to see guys like Greg Doherty get minutes Josh McPake and I was delighted to see Jake Hasty um, so he didn't you know, didn't turn out well for all of them but Craig were you confident going into the second round? Uh, that one was just a wee, a wee kick about, really, wasn't it? Um, can we not swap that Morelis penalty for the one in the cup final? Is that? Can we not arrange that? No. <laughs> um, aye, but I remember the end of that game. So St. Joseph's, they'd just been pumped 10-0 over two games and in the final whistle went and they were going mental in the in the middle of the pitch because they're obviously just part-time plumbers and probably policemen and all sorts. So it's a big occasion for them. Um it's obviously not the level we want to be playing at. And remember as well, um, at the end of the game, they played, was it Forever Blue it was called? The, it was their song that they play in the stadium and they were playing at Ibrox, which was a nice wee touch. Um, but aye, that was a, that was a kick about shooty, any. <laughs> so, Scott, on to round two and Rangers came up again. Maybe an, an old nemesis, we can call them. Aye, aye. So we started... Um, started... Those bastards. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so the first leg was at home against against Progress. I'm not going to try and say the second part. Of Neither corn you're looking for. Well, there you go. Uh, so, <laughs> so a bit of a test, and obviously looking to get a bit of bit of revenge on them putting us out under under Pedro Cajinha. Uh So the team there: uh, McGregor, Tav, Edmondson, Goldson, Halliday. Jack Davis, Arfield, Aribo, Ojo, Morelos, um, and the subs coming on was Jones, Stewart, and Defoe. So the scorers was um, Shea Ojo and Joe Aribo. In terms of this game, I think it was just job, job done. Tuna wasn't the biggest score. I think we'd have liked to have settled it and get a couple of more goals and to not make it a nervy second leg. You know, I can't. I can't really remember this game, but it's probably because we've played about 100 games in Europe in the past two years. But that, the thing that stuck out, it doesn't really seem a full-strength squad for us because Edmondson, when, you know, we had Katic in the bench and Edmondson was playing and Bonner Barisic was on the bench and we're playing Halliday. And 
just found that a bit strange. So was he maybe giving some other players a couple of chance and so expecting to roll them over? I think at this point, you know, you remember Barisic was still trying to work his way back in the, the manager's good books. Uh, we'll come on to it in later rounds. Flanagan was actually playing in Europe ahead of Barisic as well. So I think... Um, no, I think this was the manager giving players a chance who are maybe impressed in training or maybe thought they deserved a chance. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I do vaguely remember this game, and it wasn't exciting at all, but what I would say Rangers looked comfortable. It was, it looked, a, it looked a very mundane, it was like a mundane midweek game against Hamilton or something, you know what I mean? But it was near the most exciting. Yep. Yeah, and remember Ojo's goal was was great, and that was two two good goals. To be fair, we're all thinking he's uh, he's going to be the next Ronaldo. I think at this point, um, as I say, I know we're going to come on to him. But when you look back, his his European games were were fantastic, and I think just with Ojo, he was he was such a confidence player, wasn't he? When he was when he was in a confident mood, he'd take people on, he'd shoot, but then as soon as he like he started having a a few poor performances and the fans turned on him. He just fell off a cliff, didn't he? Hundred percent. Craig, you any thoughts in this game? Do you remember the first leg I books? I um, I think the only thing we really took out of that was getting because that was still really pre-season for us. Um, so it was more just getting minutes in people's legs, um, getting ready for the season. But I remember it was two really good goals that night. Um, a rebound in the first half, got the ball outside the box and. He almost passed it into the bottom corner from quite far out. And then Ojo's was a, a right-footed one from, um, I think it was a short corner. Aye. Came out to him at the edge of the box and he bent it in. So aye, two, two really good goals. Ojo looking like an absolute superstar and getting the win over those bastards' progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so second leg, obviously away, 0-0. Uh, quickly run through the team again. McGregor, Tav, Katic, Goldson, Barisic, Jack, Aribo, Kamara, Arfield, Defoe and Ojo. So I, I remember this game a bit more actually and it was I remember it just being a, a pure grind like they were fouling us, no letting us play and it was a bit, I was a bit worried after this game because it took me back to like an SPL team setting up just to not let us play and it was very much like that and we didn't get the win so I was a bit concerned about this but at the end of the day, we'd done the hard work in the first leg, so 
um, you know, happy happy to go through, obviously, but I just remember being a bit concerned and, you know, I, as I say, reflecting it back in the games where we played in the SPL, it worried me slightly. Yeah, I think we've spoken the last few weeks about scar tissue, about how maybe games are going a bit better to plan or not as drastic as what we feel they are. For me, Craig, that was just scar tissue because of what happened in that stadium. It was nothing that I'd just seen. I had premonitions of Rangers coming away 3 0 down, but in the end, it was pretty straightforward. The uh, main thing for that was just getting into the next round, wasn't it? But our, our away support in Europe is phenomenal. I've been on a few trips. It's brilliant. It's one of the best parts of being a Rangers fan, going to the European trips. I just feel for the poor Bears that have gone to fucking Luxembourg twice and never seen Rangers win. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I dare say, those, those fucking... I was about to say silly bastards, but those um, those loyal fans will go a third time if need be, and I find this is just a stadium we're never going to score in. You try to get Rangers fans to boycott us here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking away. Travel club. Fucking oh. hell. Should boycott Luxembourg. <laughs> it's not even a real country. So, so job done. On to the, the third qualifying round. Colin, take yeah. us away. So into qualifying round three, and this was a this was a pretty tough draw to, to look at. FC Micheland, who were doing fairly well in Europe the last few years. Um, I'm sure it was two years ago they went to the Champions League group. No, three years ago now. They went to the Champions League group stages and they've always been there thereabouts in the Europa League group stages. So I thought this wouldn't be as straightforward as the last two. Um, you know, the, only, the only big noble mention for the team lineup in the first leg which was away was John Flanagan the left back and again that just really sums up what, what the manager thought about us each at that, to, that point the first leg was such a strange game Rangers ended up winning 4-2 but the game went 3-0 to Rangers then 3-1 then 3-2 and at this point I'm like fuck's sake Rangers you're doing it again and eventually they got the fourth the fourth goal the Rangers goals came from Morelos, Arabo, Katic and Scotty Arfield and you know it was a pretty boring pretty boring first half Rangers went 1-0 up in the first half and they just looked comfortable then the second half just exploded out of nowhere and both both of Michelin's goals and the next two Rangers goals all came between uh, the 50th and 65th minute, I think it was, and it was just wild. Um, I think I remember this game, Rangers getting shocked in the action. They looked so comfortable when they went 3-0 up, and then they just didn't expect Michelin to get two goals back, and then they just turned it up a gear, and I remember being really, really pleased, saying, oh, no, what, this this team have a bit about them. Craig, many memories of this game? Uh, it's They won the Danish League, so winning that ahead of Copenhagen, who are a decent side, um, they've done well in Europe this season, so that's, I don't know if we maybe think, it's obviously not a, a massive European name, um, and we made comfortable work of it in the end, um, so I don't know if we're maybe dismissing how good of a re- result that actually was, because um, that easily could have been a, a banana skin, I think. No, absolutely, and because uh, I remember, it's it's probably a good point in hindsight, um, it's, it's a, you look at things differently, but at the time, 
I know I was speaking to other Rangers fans that you know this Rangers are going to have to really up their up their game, but we did make them look average, and it was really pleasing. It's no ideal to lose two goals, but we scored four away goals, so we set ourselves up for a very comfortable uh, night at Ibrox. And Scott, all we needed was a tidy performance at Ibrox, and we got more than that. Rangers went three 0 up very quickly, and the game ended up finishing three one. So just touching on what you said earlier, Scott, I've got in in my notes in capital letters that Ojo looks a player, eh? Morelos got two goals, both from Ojo assists, and then Morelos assisted Ojo. This boy looked a wonder kid. That's what I'm saying. He looked absolutely frightening, to be fair. Like, um, really good. I remember the first goal, he, he sort of ran down the line, cut it back, and then. Uh, that's, that's, that's my. Look at my notes. Superstar Ojo. And forgot how much he excited he was. He was. He was absolutely flying, and it's weird to see that because if he'd have kept that up, it could have been another Ryan Kent situation. So, really, really, uh, really good performance over the over the two legs. I think um, just going back to the to the the away leg as well. What a neat game that is for the neutral as well. But at the end of the day, if somebody offers a four-two away win and against Mitchelland. Everybody would have took that, you know, four away goals, take it back home. MD would have took it, so that was uh, that was fantastic. And uh, just a couple of points as well. Sorry, in the the, the first leg as well, the Arebo goal in the first leg that was a fantastic goal. I was actually nominated for goal of the season, so I, I'm sorry, sorry, I jumped back, but I had to mention that uh, in there as well. So that was and Jordan Jones done fantastic for that goal as well, and he was look starting to look really, really exciting as well. Something that we didn't have in the team, and also Katic's volley. Remember that one? <laughs> that Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> but no, it's probably probably fair to. Jump back to the first leg because there was a lot, lot of stuff going on in that game, which maybe was a, a precursor for what was going to come in Europe. You know, like Morelos uh, scoring a header from a deep cross from Tavernier. I mean, how many times did we see Barisic and Tavernier cross from deep or run from deep and that created chance after chance? You know, I've got here Arfield is excellent over both legs. You know, he was that kind of further forward midfielder with Jack and Kamara behind him. And he was just so aggressive and quick in the press and really high pressing. And, you know, maybe there's a couple of defensive frailties in that game. But in terms of attack sense, that was how Rangers were going to set up for the rest of the campaign. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, Craig, going into this fourth qualifying round, Leisure Warsaw was probably another step up for FC Michelin, eh? Um, I, I would, well, uh, probably. Um, as I say, I don't think Mitchelland are getting enough credit because they must be a good side if they won the Danish league ahead of Copenhagen, who, as I said, had a, a good season. But I think it was a wee step up, plus there's an intense atmosphere that the Warsaw fans bring. Um, although I thought they were, although they're probably one of the noisiest fans I've seen at Ibrooks and they had all their displays coordinated and that sort of thing, I, f- I found it a bit weird when... Just wee things. I remember their players going over to take a corner. Um, obviously, the home leg at Ibrooks, their players going over right in front of their away fans to take a corner, and the fans were too busy doing whatever they had planned out to sing and their chants and stuff like that. They weren't interacting with the players. So it was a bit... They obviously go for the 
the ultra approach with our fans, um, and it's all sort of choreographed. And it was almost as if they weren't there; they had no interest in the football whatsoever. It was as if they had their song sheets and they were just going to sing it at certain times, and that was it. Aye, an intense atmosphere and a, a tough challenge. Yeah. So the the first uh, the first leg was actually a way to Warsaw, and it was a cagey game. It was a cagey cagey tie, all in all. Uh, Rangers did look look uh, fairly promising just couldn't really get anything to come off uh, they had a couple of half chances but nothing concrete but you know nothing each away in Poland I, I fancied their chances against Warsaw uh, Ibrox the only thing from a nil-nil away from home is the away goals isn't it so it just takes one goal and you're completely set off you know a one-nil goal is not good enough when you know, he didn't score away, I think, personally. That's the only concern going into that game, I remember. Yeah, but I had in my head that if Rangers play even a fraction of how well they played against Mitchelland, then we're going to be okay at Ibrox. I do remember the fans as well, and I generally think if if Warsaw scored when they were mid-song, they would not have broken stride. And that's, you know... Um, I find the only... I find... I think they maybe just targeted getting a game called off. I think they may get a buzz out of that because I remember, remember they let off the flare and stay them near go to back. That's I think, I think there's more than one millions of them. Didn't uh, but <laughs> if if the away tie was cagey, then this was fucking edgy your seat stuff. This was terrifying. I I was all in a modium for about a week after this, so I was. Um, <laughs> your tense just now, just like I know me, yeah. it's just. <laughs> So I remember, you know, thinking before the game, if Rangers, if Rangers are up for this, or no up for this, that's unfair, but if Rangers um, have that freedom to play how they did against Mitchelland, and you know, we're going to pick these guys off, but Walsall came in, they sat and they knew that they had the upper hand, um, they knew they needed a way goal, and it was up to Rangers to break them down, and it was just very, very tense. I remember every time Walsall had the ball, they went, they didn't even look that dangerous, but you felt the atmosphere in Ibrox, and all the fans, this means so much to, to Rangers to be back playing European football. It means so much to the fans. We've been deprived of it for so long, and you fell down the stadium. Rangers fans went on edge, coupled with all you can hear is the fucking that rock concert that was going on, the rock <laughs> choir. Um, fucking Glee Club, that's what they are. Um, they had that Fanny Boric in their crowd as well, didn't they? Aye, and they had a picture of. Was that a picture of the Pope or something? I what a laugh. No. Um, but in the end, another another cross from deep. Uh, this time from Jordan Jones, and Morelos connects to it. 90, 91st minute, and fuck, if if I if I if the Rangers end was a morgue with tension, then this was a fucking wedding party. This was an absolute bar mitzvah. It was chaos. Scott, we are you? Uh, I didn't actually. I was working. <laughs> That's why I didn't. I, uh, I, I'll take this one then. I was at it. I was mental. <laughs> I remember. I remember thinking extra time and penalties. There's no chance we were getting a goal here. And then Jordan Jones, brilliant ball, and we Alfie does what he does in European nights. If only you get back to that. Craig, that was the absolute the joy anytime Rangers. Rangers score, but the absolute unleash of tension and just being able to relax and 
Warsaw knew it as well. Their fans knew it. I think there was still another couple of minutes of added time left, but this tie was done. Rangers were in the Rangers were in the the group stage for the second year running. And I remember the celebrations from the bench as well. I remember Gerard McAllister, Beal, all the subs, everyone going absolutely mental. Um, they'd obviously really targeted to getting through all the qualifiers because get. Getting through four qualifiers is a big, big ask, especially early in the season. So it'd be so easy to slip up. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens this year when it's only one-legged games, because that's potential for for a disaster, depending on how it goes. Um, but I just remember the bench going absolutely wild along with the stadiums, which I love to see that. I was actually watching it in the like the goal back on. Uh... On YouTube, like with the Rangers TV commentary, and it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Andy Little was going mental. Um, I think uh, Arfield and Kamara like sprinted down to go and like celebrate with them, and Gerard was like fucking trying to get them back <laughs> and all that. Um, but what you need to remember, if we didn't get that goal, I, I really much doubt we wouldn't have signed Ryan Kent. To be fair, you know, obviously the finance brought in uh, from that, it would have been difficult to try and attract them, especially big clubs. Going after him as well, we probably wouldn't have got Kent in, so that's it meant a lot that goal. Absolutely, we are now in a position where we, you know, we are still building within our means. I know there's a lot of board investment, but how much investment they put in and how quickly we rebuild does depend on how we compete on the pitch. Absolutely. And this was huge in every every sense of it. So lads, that's probably a good time to call it quits at part one. Now that Rangers have qualified for the Europa League group stage so go get yourselves a beer you know I'm going to <laughs> person for a push here. yeah and we'll speak to you soon take care